Welcome to this podcast from VJ Oncology discussing some of the key trials presented at ASCO 2023. First, we hear from Johan Loria of Gustav Ruzi, who provides an overview of the Phase 3 4 study of erdafitinib versus chemotherapy in patients with advanced or metastatic urothelial cancer with select FGFR alterations. So THOR is a confirmatory uh, phase 3 trial that compares erdafitinib to a standard of care, so chemotherapy in patients with metastatic urothelial carcinoma with some FGFR2 or 3 alterations. And uh, in this court one, all patients were treated with one or two line of therapy, that including the mean checkpoint inhibitors. And what we show is actually uh, the overall survival of patients treated with erdafitinib was superior compared to uh, chemotherapy. So the, uh, this treatment reduced the risk of death by 36%. The median overall survival was more than one year. And the median overall survival in the chemotherapy group was 7.8 months. So erdafitinib improved PFS and have a higher objective response rate. So there's a key findings uh, regarding the efficacy, regarding the toxicity, the safety profile of erdafitinib is very consistent, which was, has been reported in the phase two studies, the BLC201 study. So overall, uh, Thor, uh, has to um, maybe change the practice, of course. Uh, number one, it means that all patients with metastatic urocellular carcinoma should be tested for FGFR2 or 3 alterations. And number two, uh, the results of TOR provide a new standard of care options in patients with metastatic urocellular carcinoma and FGFR alteration and previously treated with immune checkpoint inhibitors. So the landscape should be now different uh, tomorrow. Next, Karen Dixit of Northwestern Memorial Hospital discusses the phase three indigo trial of vericidinib versus placebo in patients with residual or recurrent grade two glioma with an IDH1 or two mutation. The Indigo trial uh, was a pivotal uh, study presented today at ASCO. Um, it was a study that's specifically designed for patients with grade two IDH mutant uh, glioma, which includes IDH mutant astrocytoma and oligodendroglioma. Uh, the patients who would qualify for the study were those who had only received surgery as part of their treatment and were following an otherwise wait and see approach. Um, the traditional management for patients with IH mutant glioma is to follow with radiation chemotherapy. However, in an effort to uh, potentially delay these uh, potentially to toxic treatments, uh, many clinicians choose to have a wait and see approach. So this study was designed specifically for the wait and see approach uh, population. Uh, the study design was a randomized study. Uh, so patients were randomized either to receive the study drug, boracidinib, or placebo. Uh, and then what was followed, the primary endpoint was uh, progression-free survival, and the secondary endpoint was time-to-next uh, intervention. Roy Herbst from the Yale School of Medicine shares the overall survival analysis from the ADORA trial of adjuvant osimertinib in patients with resected EGFR-mutated stage 1b3a non-small cell lung cancer. We presented the ADORA trial here at ASCO. Uh, to really uh, a large crowd, you know, people are very excited about these data because what we have done is we've taken patients with stage 1 to 3A non-small cell lung cancer, completely resected, and then what we've done is added acimertinib as accurate therapy. It was a randomized trial. 
Uh, after complete resection, patients could have had chemotherapy if it was felt uh, needed by the physician. There was also some patient choice involved. They're stratified by their stage, uh, by their mutation type, and their area of origin, you know, Asia versus non-Asia. And then the patients were treated with three years of osimertinib as accurate therapy. I already pre presented at a plenary session three years ago the disease-free survival data, which were quite positive. Uh, hazard ratio of 0.17, 83% decrease in disease-free disease recurrence. And that actually resulted in the drug being approved in the U.S. and many other countries. However, the open question was, what about overall survival? Would there be an effect in overall survival? Well, wait no longer. That's what we had here at the meeting uh, uh, yesterday. And what we showed is that now with a few more years follow-up at 20% maturity, we actually show that for overall survival, the hazard ratio was 0 0.49 uh, with curves that separated early and remained apart you know, throughout five years now of follow-up. What does that mean? That means there's a 51% decreased risk of death when you use asimertinib in the adjuvant setting. And we saw that across subgroups, stage, age, type of mutation, uh, and presence or absence of chemotherapy treatment. So this is very exciting because it means that it confirms that uh, asimertinib is a standard of care uh, for patients with EGFR mutant lung cancer after surgery. Hopefully this will be seen worldwide and uh, more regulatory bodies and payers will support the drug. And I also want patients and physicians to know these data because it's compelling and hopefully will uh, be part of their discussion when they talk about doing this uh, to treat their patients. The, this, these data were also published in the New England Journal of Medicine. Um, our, our steering committee includes myself, Dr. Yilong Wu from China, and Dr. Masa Suboy from Japan. Uh, working very closely with colleagues around the world and colleagues from AstraZeneca, so a true team effort. Tisiana Leal of Winship Cancer Institute of Emory University discusses the Phase 3 lunar study evaluating tumor-treating field therapy with standard of care in metastatic non-small cell lung cancer following platinum failure. The role of tumor-treating fields in oncology is being investigated in multiple tumor types. It has approval in glioblastoma and also in mesothelioma. Tumor treating fields are electric fields that exert physical forces and electrically charged components of dividing cancer cells. It has an anti-cancer mitotic effect. Downstream effects of this include immunogenic cell death and then triggering a systemic anti-tumor immune response. Prior preclinical studies have demonstrated that the combination of TT fields and taxanes or immune checkpoint inhibitors led to decreased cell viability and decreased uh, tumor size compared to um, standard of care or control or either agent alone. Additionally, we've done um, pilot studies demonstrating the feasibility and the safety of TT fields therapy and pemetrexed. That's the basis for the lunar study. The lunar study is a randomized phase three study that was designed to investigate the safety and efficacy of tumor treating fields plus standard of care versus standard of care alone in patients with metastatic non-small cell lung cancer who had disease progression on platinum-based chemotherapy. In this study, 276 patients were randomized one-to-one -to, -one to tumor treating fields plus standard of care, which included investigators' choice of immune checkpoint inhibitors or docetaxel versus standard of care alone. Patients were then followed every six weeks and um, continued treatment until progression. The primary endpoint of the study is overall survival in the ITT population. Key secondary endpoints include overall survival in the immune checkpoint inhibitor treated and docetaxel treated subgroups. 
Other key secondary endpoints included overall response rate, progression-free survival, PFS and OS in, um, according to histologic subgroups, healthcare, um, health, uh, quality of life, and um, safety. The patient characteristics and demographics were well balanced between the groups. Available PDL1 status showed no difference between the subgroups as well. And ultimately, the sort of key finding of our study is that the study met its primary endpoint of overall survival. We saw statistically significant improvement in median overall survival. The median overall survival in the standard of care group was 9.9 months versus 13.2 months with a hazard ratio of 0.74 and a p-value of 0.035. We saw a really striking improvement in median overall survival in the ICI-treated patients. The median overall survival in the standard of care arm was 10.8 months versus 18.5 months. Hazard ratio of 0.63 and a p-value of 0.03. The curve separated early and remained separated um, throughout. In the docetaxel-treated uh, subgroup, we saw median overall survival of 8.7 months in the docetaxel-treated subgroup versus 11.1 .1 months in the TT fields plus docetaxel. The hazard ratio is 0.81 and a p-value of 0.28. Overall, the strategy was well-tolerated. Um, there was no significant difference with regards to toxicities um, between the two groups, high-grade toxicities, grade three or higher. There was one notable difference, which was um, higher rates of dermatitis in the TT fields plus standard of care group, 43% all grades. However, grade three or higher rates of dermatitis was low at 2%. 87% of the cases of dermatitis resolved um, with a median of about three weeks. So putting all of this together, um, our study demonstrated that the use of tumor treating fields plus standard of care in patients with um, prior treatment, specifically progression on prior platinum-based chemotherapy, led to statistically significant improvement, clinically meaningful results for our patients in the second line and beyond. Um, based on our results, TT fields should be incorporated into our standard of care therapies. And in addition, this is a potential, a potentially paradigm-shifting treatment modality. This is a wearable medical device um, that is applied to the chest. And in addition to that, you have two pairs of arrays. Patients receive this treatment local regionally, and um, the recommendation is that they should use it continuously. The device is delivered to the patient's home, um, and they have 24-7 support from a support uh, technician for this. Um, and I think it'll be really important uh, to educate patients and their caregivers on the importance of how to use the device, and importantly, um, any side effects and to report this to their clinicians. Finally, Jason Luke of the University of Pittsburgh provides an overview of the Phase 3 Keynote 716 trial, which assessed prembrolizumab in patients with high risk, stage 2B or 2C cutaneous melanoma. 
So Keynote 716 was the global randomized placebo-controlled phase three clinical trial investigating pembrolizumab versus placebo in high-risk stage 2B and 2C melanoma. Uh, and we previously presented results for the primary endpoint, which was for recurrence-free survival, which hit at the initial 12-month protocol-specified analysis. So this study was a landmark study defining a new therapy and adjuvant setting for patients with stage two disease. So here at ASCO 2023, we present the final distant metastasis free survival analysis per protocol specification. And what we see now is that with longer follow-up, the benefit in terms of DMFS maintains statistical significance and in fact increases in terms of clinical magnitude. And what I mean by that is with further follow-up, it's becoming more and more clear that pembrolizumab has a major impact on DMFS to the tune now at 36 months of a hazard ratio at 0.59 or 41% improvement in the in distant metastasis-free survival. And I think that's quite meaningful to really emphasize the point that these patients with stage 2 disease are at high risk and do benefit from pembrolizumab. Thank you for listening. Make sure to check out vjoncology.com for more exclusive content from ASCO 2023.